Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her brother, William. And today we are going to be talking about the Joker. The clown prince of crime. That's right. That devil with a red <laughs> grin. <laughs> the inhabitant of the Ha Ha Sienda. Oh, evidently. Or Ha Ha Sienda, depending yeah, on would... what version you're looking at. Kristen brought that to my attention. Cesar Romero in yeah. the 1966 Batman show calls his hideout the Ha Ha Sienda. Which is so good. Welcome to my Ha Ha Sienda, Batman. <laughs> You'll find nary a razor in here. <laughs> it keeps his mustache. <laughs> well, he must have a little have a mustache comb. Realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little and mustache also, scissors. He must have a razor because he doesn't have a full beard. He just has his mustache. Mm -hmm. So, all right, not quite the Joker right. shaves. I know. Whenever you think about how the Joker maintains himself, know, he starts to become about, less of an anarchist. Yes. Like think about like the Joker's home life, like uh -huh. the Joker buying green hair color and stuff yes. at the store uh -huh. and probably gloves. Even the Joker like eating food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what does yeah. he eat? I know. Clownfish. Probably scraps. Scraps? Yeah. I bet. He eats like garbage. <laughs> like he goes to a hotel where the food trays are left in the hall. Yeah. I think that the, uh, I think that the Heath Ledger Joker is a freegan all the way. Heath Ledger Joker is a freegan. Yeah. Yes. He's a dumpster diver. That's absolutely The rest true. of them, Cesar, Cesar Romero probably has somehow room service in his home. I well, feel he like probably he has comforts. butlers that yes. are dressed like, you know, cartoon chefs and stuff. Yes, who like wheel in food for him. Absolutely. Yeah, because um, it's big and garish and weird. Jack Nicholson's Joker, I think, likes a burger. No, I see Jack. Jack Nicholson's Joker is like a hardcore gangster. I think he's eating T-bone steak. Well, but a burger. I think and he has steak, steak and eggs like, for I breakfast. Think he likes a hearty meal. Yes, something I think that's substantial. Probably true. He yeah. goes to a restaurant. That museum restaurant in the in the Tim Burton <laughs> yeah. movie, right? That's right. He does. Yeah, we don't I see him order. I think his typical menu mm -hmm. for a, a given day: mm -hmm. steak and eggs for breakfast, mm -hmm. a hamburger, yeah, with French fries for lunch, definitely French fries, and a T-bone steak for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I think that he enjoys. Yes, he. I think he likes the finer things, yeah. and he likes to indulge. Mm -hmm. So it's like a big burger. Big steak all the way. Yes. I think that the Mark Hamill cartoon Joker is probably eating a lot of pies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. They're a fun food. Yes. Um, Jared Leto Joker. What the hell does he eat? Um, I don't know. He's supposed to. I don't know. He doesn't even really have a character. It, not really. I don't know. He's like kind of like the erotic Joker. Um, <laughs> well, we have different views of <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, Jared I don't, Leto Joker. I don't find him erotic. Moving on. No, that's no, no, no. Parents, put your kids that's, to bed. <laughs> no, that's part of the thing. That he's like one of the only Jokers who has like a like a sexual prowess. It is. He's like hot for Harley. What are you talking about? It's true. Anyway, it's true. Have you ever seen any clips from Suicide Squad? I have, and I have already forgotten them. Right, I did we'll not see him. that movie. We'll get to it when I get to it. But no, he's kind of like a. Lothario Joker. I don't like the way you're moving. <laughs> and then uh, you could tell me what Joaquin Phoenix Joker eats. Does anyone describe anyone as being a bit of a Lothario these days? The Jared Leto Joker is a bit of a Lothario. That sounds like it would actually, be from your like film review channel. I think I wrote in my notes that Jack Nicholson is a little bit of a Lothario, but I just transplanted it to Jared Leto as we're speaking right now. Man, Jack Nicholson as the Joker is kind of trying to woo people. That's what I'm saying. He's a Lothario. I wrote it in my notes. He's he's like wooing away um, the other Jacks. Wait, is his name Jack in the movie? Jack No, that's Palance. Jack Palance. What's his name in the movie? Grissom. 
Crime boss Grissom. Yeah. What's it? it doesn't matter. He woos away Jerry Hall. Then he's like got the hots for Vicky Vale. Mm-hmm. And he's like a little bit of like a playboy bad boy joker. Yeah. He has, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got that wry grin. He is very wry. All right. Yeah. Well, before we really yeah. get into the Joker. Yeah, because we haven't. <laughs> yeah, yet. and yeah, y- yeah, you're yeah. right. There's going to be a lot to talk about. If this intro is any indication, there's a lot to say about the Joker yes. from us. Yes. But before we get into all of that, we mm-hmm. want to point your attention to a few things. That's right. Uh, first of all, this is a reminder that on October 27th, mm-hmm. Chris and I are going to be doing a live show at a, a bar called Pino's, P-I-N-O, in Highland Park, New okay. Jersey. It's a Sunday, October 27th at 6 6 p.m. And if you uh, look in the show notes or if you even Google Guide to the Unknown Live, uh, you will find a link to Eventbrite where you can get tickets. Come and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I just got some equipment delivered so that Kristen and I can go do something a little bit special to Mm -hmm. display there. We're going to talk about some spooky stuff. We're going to put ourselves in some spooky situations. Yes, in harm's way. To be able to share it with all of you. So if you're able to come... Please come and hang out. Yeah. I've also had it, had it confirmed in the last week. Children are allowed mm-hmm. to attend, though it is a bar. Yep. Um, it's also somewhat of a family hangout spot. Yeah, I mean, there's a separate event space kind of in the back. It's right. it's sort of cordoned off, so it's not really like right in a bar. You'll be able to walk out to the bar area to get drinks if you want, yes. but it's not like planted right in the middle of a bar. It's kind of a separate thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so please, please, please check that yeah. out again. Link in the show notes. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. It'd be great to meet a bunch of you. Yeah, we would love to see a bunch of you guys there. So please come on down. If you're in the tri-state area, it's easy to get to. So just give it a goog and then come hang out with us on the 27th. Second heads up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a member of uh, our Patreon, if you're a Netherworld warrior for a minimum of uh, $4 a month, yep. you may already know this. Kristen and I just released. We've mm-hmm. been talking about it for a long time, talking about it for damn near two years. Yes. We did it. It's out right this second. Our Scream 2 commentary. So we released a Scream 1 commentary on the main Guide to the Unknown feed in November of 2017. Um, got mostly crickets people weren't like really going nuts for it so we just kind of put it to the side but then people we wanted to do the second one anyway just for our own enjoyment but a handful of people started mentioning Uh it in the last couple of months which made us go like all right people want this thing let's do it right now so that's available at patreon.com slash gttu pod right now for four dollar and up members yes uh go check it out it was really really fun to do yeah I uh, would like to do more. Great. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yes, absolutely. So check that out and follow us at GTTUPod on all social media for updates on all these things as they happen so you don't have to wait until the show. Yes, please do. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Now uh, let's talk again about mm-hmm. the Joker. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's go back. Let's see what happens here. Well, real quick, what does Joaquin Phoenix eat? What does Joaquin Phoenix well, eat? Well, you know, Joker Joaquin Phoenix. What's Arthur Fleck's diet looking like? I, you know what? he uh, He's somebody who's looking for scraps. Yeah. Honestly, Joaquin Phoenix needs a lot of help. Okay. Um, he's very sad. Mm-hmm. You know, quite frankly, you know, we cracked a joke a few weeks back about our new favorite Joker quote being, all I have are <laughs> negative thoughts. Oh, yeah. The entire movie is like that. Yeah. I have seen it now. I saw it for this show. Yep. I had already decided not to see this movie. Yeah. But uh, when you That's and I... That's the stance that I'm sticking to. Yeah. When you and I agreed that we were going to cover the Joker on the show, mm-hmm. I was like, well, one of us needs to have seen it. Yeah. So I went. 
I went alone mm -hmm. because I had already had conversations with you where you said you wouldn't go. I'd already had conversations with Allie, my wife, where she said she wouldn't go. Uh -huh. So I just kind of committed myself to it. Whatever. I'm going to go alone. If you had said to me, I think that one of us should see this, this movie for the show. Will you go with me? It was sort of a last minute idea, yeah. but it, you know, it struck me as like, yes, this is right. I mm -hmm. think, I think we need to see it to properly be able to discuss it. Uh -huh. So we can talk about it in theory. And there's a lot of controversy surrounding this movie, yeah. but how great would it be if at least one of us could speak from the experience of having, having, having actually seen it and developed our own opinions of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah I, yeah, I took the bullet. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix eats. I don't know. He must do the grocery shopping. His mom is ill. Yeah. So he must be doing the shopping. What does he buy? Milk. Milk. He buys milk. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why do I feel like I saw him drink something? Probably milk. He probably drank milk. <laughs> Right out of the carton. Yeah, I feel like he drinks milk. Yeah, I don't know. He probably drinks like sad stuff. Like mm -hmm. he probably like eats like white bread with, you know, like Velveeta <laughs> <Milk>. on it <laughs> and, and a glass of milk. Yeah. You know, just like sad guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But where did this all come from? Yes. Let's go way back to the beginning. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Kristen, about the origins of the Joker. The, the, the actual point at which... The character was created All to right, fight excellent. Batman. So uh, the the creators of Batman, Bill Finger and Bob Kane, were also working with a guy named Jerry Robinson. Uh, and they were trying to come up with a villain for Batman to fight. And they all, to a certain extent, have differing opinions of where this character came from. Interesting. Almost like how the Joker in the Dark Knight has different stories about where his scars come from. Oh, yes. Well, even that interpretation of the Joker as not really having a true origin mm -hmm. uh, is consistent in a lot of different media about the Joker. I actually yeah. read that um, some of giving the Joker the inability to remember his own past, uh, past is both... Uh, a technique so that the character can seem kind of unhinged and mysterious, mm -hmm. but it also gives a lot of people creative freedom right? to say that the Joker was all kinds of different stuff. So yeah. a lot of people can mold the Joker into whatever they want him to be, which is cool, which is very cool there. I can't really think of other characters where that is the case at all. And it's, yeah, it's a really great idea. Yeah. Um, now we think of the Joker today as a multitude of different things. We think of him as psychopathic cackling, um, we think of him as being kind of like garish and, and ridiculous. He mm -hmm. has, you know, uh, uh, an acid spitting flower mm -hmm. on his lapel. Yep. But the original incarnation of the Joker was basically just a straight up killer guy who kind of happened to be a clown. Yeah. And the way that Bill Finger uh, came up with uh, his interpretation of the Joker was uh, by looking at a photograph of Conrad Conrad Veet, who played the man who laughs. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a freaky guy. This is a very uh, sort of iconic image. A lot of you might already have the, the picture in your head. Mm -hmm. For those of you who do not know what this is, it's basically the Joker. Yeah, it looks just like the Joker. The Man Who Laughs is an 1869 novel by Victor Hugo which later became a 1928 silent film directed by German expressionist Paul Lenny. Hmm. Bonus fact. Nicolas Cage blames German expressionism oh, yeah. for his bizarre acting style. Yes. Leading me to ask the question. I would say that he attributes it to German expressionism. I don't think he thinks it's something to blame. I consider it 
Yeah, but he wouldn't. Let me blame the, the yeah. reason why I'm like this yeah. on something, just to get all the heat off of me. It was right. German Expressionism. Right. German Expressionism made me say, not the bees. Yeah, there's a crazy interview with him that came out not that long not ago, that long I ago. think in the New York Times. I recommend looking up if you're so inclined. Yes. Now, uh, weird question. Nicolas Cage as the Joker. Oh. Thoughts? Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It would probably, My thoughts are, yeah. How big can he go? I think he can go real big, and I think it would be well suited. Take the leash off. You would of need him. to see who's around him. Like I think he would be great, but I feel like you would have to cast very carefully around that and create a good vibe around it to make sure it all it all works. You know, we might be able to get into this a little bit later, mm. but I've got a list of alternate versions of the Joker okay. from comic books because you know comic books will create a thousand different. Mm -hmm. It's this universe. It's that universe. Yeah, there's a modern interpretation of the Joker. Well, it's kind of the Joker cross with Batman. He's called the Batman who laughs. Oh, and yeah. Is, you said something about that. Yeah. And it is Batman infected by Joker talks and driven insane. Yeah. And he's so much more like bondage-y. He almost uh -huh. looks like something out of Hellraiser. Weird. His Batman suit is turned into like... Straps? Yeah. A lot of straps with yeah. spikes on them. Uh-huh. You know? Does he look like a dork? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. His entire, like, his, his mouth is still open, like the Batman cow, but it's got the big, you know, white plastered face paint and big red smile. Yeah. And he's got, like... Like Twisty the Clown? No. No, I mean, like the Joker. Okay. And he's got a bunch of Robins that have all been Jokerized, and yeah. he keeps them on leashes, like yeah. hyenas or something like that. Weird. It's very, it's very messed up. I could see Nicolas yeah. Cage doing something like that, where he's... Huh. Where, uh, he, where he was the Batman who laughs. The Batman who laughs. Well, a that, twisted version of a hero turned into a monster. That might be a dream since he was going to play Superman. He would still mm. get to kind of play hero in a way, yeah. but with a twist. Yes, a I think that Cage twist. could kind of be fun. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the man who laughs um, is loosely about this. Gwynplaine is the name of the character. Mm -hmm. He is the man who laughs. Mm -hmm. He has been disfigured so that he has a permanent smile on his face. Uh, we learn his backstory. When he was a kid, Gwynplaine was known as Fermain Clan Charlie. My. I think this Are we sure that's how you pronounce that? Where's Victor Hugo from? Yeah. These names are things that are not France? familiar to me, but perhaps. Another French thing? Mm, Monger. Because didn't Victor Hugo write Les Miserables? Sure. I think? I don't know. I think it's probably Monsieur Clan Cherry. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mr. Cherries. Yeah. So uh, Fermain Clan Charlie was the son of Lord Clan Charlie. Mm. Uh, when Lord Clan Charlie's rival, King James II, sentenced Lord Clan Charlie to death in an Iron Maiden, Ooh. his son, Fermain, was kidnapped. Oh, and he was kidnapped, of course, by Hardquinone. Oh, Yes, another perfect pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Hardquinone was, of course, a Comprachico. Okay. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now. A Comprachico yeah. is a term coined by Victor Hugo mm -hmm. in Man Who Laughs. It is a term for child buyers. Oh, okay. What they do is they, quote from Wikipedia about the Comprachicos, they change the physical appearance of human beings by manipulating growing children in a similar way to the horticultural method of bonsai. Oh. That is to say, deliberate mutilation. Yeah. 
That's horrible. By the way, this uh, may be a subject matter that's a little intense. Yeah. A lot of the Joker stuff, quite yeah. frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Joker's really messed up. Really like messed up, and we're going to spoil a bunch of stuff, too. So yeah. consider yourself warned now. So um, Fermain, his father having been killed, is kidnapped by Comprachicos, and he is mutilated mm -hmm. to give him a permanent smile on his face so that he can be sold into the circus as a performer. God. He's essentially turned into a, gest a jester that's yeah. supposed to be entertaining people. But at the same rate, while people laugh at him and stuff, he's also completely shunned. Right. You know, he's turned into like some sort of an underclass guy. Yeah. So uh, having grown up for Maine with his d disfigured smile uh, is known as Gwynplaine, mm -hmm. the man who laughs. And the rest of the story is essentially about how there is uh, a princess who's intrigued by him and tries to seduce him. And then somebody finds out his real identity as the son of a former lord who was murdered. Yeah. And they kind of force him to become royalty huh. in a weird way to continue the lineage. What? It's really weird. It's 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 real. It's too complicated uh, to to get into. It's involves a bunch of different names. And yeah. What does it mean to be a lord? And why does he do it? And why does he reject it? But the fact of the matter is, Gwynplaine, the man who laughs, eventually does reject this life. Mm -hmm. He was always sort of like a. Uh, uh, from the underclass, yeah. he's sort of unwillingly pulled into being royalty and he eventually turns his back on it to go and find the other people that he used to know in his old life. Hmm. Um, and so it sort of is a weird kind of jokery sort yeah. of story. Yeah, you can see how and why they would pull from that. Yeah, he doesn't want to be mainstream right. after all of this. He needs to be counterculture. Right. In, in some sense. Right. I guess partially because he's been like, he's forced to be counterculture in a way because of the yeah. way he looks now, but he's yes. like, this is where, that's where I belong now. There's no fighting it or pretending that that isn't the case. Yes. I cannot be in the normal, yeah. quote unquote, Nobody's normal going to accept world. me like this. Yes. I was uh -huh. mutilated as a child and that became who I am. Mm -hmm. um, it's, Whether that's true or not. Like right, that's exactly. how he feels. Like yes. there's, there's no accepting me. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, this movie, the man who laughs, uh, is kind of considered to be a universal monster film, even though it's more hmm. of a... Um, hunt, the Hunchback of Notre Dame gets referenced when you read yeah. about the Joker quite a bit because it's a, sort of about somebody who's huh. got like a really iconic right. form of, you know, disfigurement. A, a physical, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, even though this movie was actually kind of supposed to be like a tragic romance, depending on whether you read the book or watch the movie, Gwynplaine either kills himself at the end uh -huh. or kind of goes off for a who knows happy ending yeah. with the the people that he used to know in the yeah, circus. Yeah, he's venturing out there. Yeah, very, very weird. Huh. Um, the image of him is really alarming, Conrad Veet as the man who laughs. Yeah. His... So it's it's a black and white movie. It's a silent movie. And his skin obviously looks super duper pale because right. it's a black and white movie. His hair is slicked back. He's got dark circles around his eyes and his mm -hmm. mouth. It, the smile that this guy's able to get on his face is really alarming. Yeah, it's crazy that he can stretch his mouth that far. He looks also kind of like, he he looks like straight up the Joker. Yeah, he completely looks like the Joker. But It also looks like it's prosthetics. Yes, it does. I was going to say, he kind of looks like, if you're familiar with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they did Yeah, he does look like those things. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. gentlemen, they mm -hmm. wear suits and they have weird smiles on their faces and they right. move silently and stuff. Right. Silent film, The Man Who Laughs. Almost yeah. as if that picture was just walking around your house. Yeah. Without saying anything. Oy. Very scary. So this is where Bill Finger got his idea mm -hmm. for the character. Conrad Veet, the man who laughs. Jerry Robinson, who is also the creator of Robin, 
I wonder if Robinson Robin. I hadn't really huh, thought about, that's about weird. that, but I don't know. Could be. He is uh, responsible for coming up with that other iconic image of that Joker playing card. Yeah. Where he's wearing that jester cap with the three. Yes. Uh, I don't know what Things with bells yeah. on them and the rough. Three dongles. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. But uh, in a 1975 interview, uh, Jerry Robinson said that he wanted to create an exotic character with a relationship to Batman similar to that of uh, Professor Moriarty. 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 <laughs> Professor, Professor Moriarty, Moriarty. To Sherlock Holmes. He wanted to create somebody that was completely recognizable. He claims he described the clown idea to Bill Finger over the phone, mm -hmm. who then went on to say, well, that concept's great, but it's kind of incomplete. Uh-huh. How about a permanent rictus grin? How right. about Conrad Veet in The Man Who Laughs? Yeah. Now, Bob Kane so kind of disagrees. Being a little this, little of that? Yes. So it's essentially, did Bill Finger come up with it first, or did Jerry Robinson come up with it first? Right. Bill Finger isn't really claiming that he's the origin point. He kind of describes it as like, I don't remember which came first, mm -hmm. but I know that the man who laughs was the biggest point of inspiration for the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Finger has also uh, sort of um, become kind of a controversial uh, person with a lot of support mm -hmm. because he's claimed to really be the creator of Batman, not Bob Kane. So is there a monetary dispute here or is it basically, or is it more about like creative? This was in 1940. Yeah. I would assume maybe at some point, but yeah. that I don't, I don't know. I couldn't yeah. really say. Um, Bob Kane, who was commonly believed to mm -hmm. be the straight up creator of Batman yeah. at one point until Bill Finger was finally given credit only a few years ago, uh, says that, uh, Bill Finger's idea came first, saying at one point, Jerry Robinson had absolutely nothing to do with it, but he'll always say he created it till he dies. Oh, Bob Kane was kind of a loud mouthy. Uh, w uh, I think I heard someone say once, I don't know where this is attributed to, but he uh, somebody once said that like Bob Kane could be heard like at bars and parties being like, well, yeah, that's when I created Batman. Yeah, like making yeah. sure that everybody hears. Put on a real show. Yeah, I guess he did not like that Jerry Robinson was claiming uh -huh. anything. So the first appearance of the Joker was in issue number one of Batman, April 25th, 1940. Nice. I, I bought this comic the other night and read it. Yeah. And I think I knew this, but I kind of forgot a lot of the 2008 movie, The Dark Knight, pulls from the original depiction of the Joker. Oh, cool. Um, he uh, is constantly making claims on television. I'm going to kill this person at this time. Yeah. He says that he's going to kill like the chief of police at midnight. Mm -hmm. Something like that. So all the cops swarm around. We got to make sure the Joker doesn't sneak in. Yeah. And then the, you know, the chief of police will start laughing, whatever, and falls over dead at, right, right. at midnight. Well, how the devil did he do it? Yeah. And then there are all these uh, excellent panels of the Joker being like, Ha ha ha! Why they'll never find out that I injected him with Joker serum, and it takes exactly twenty-four hours to be able to d take over the victim system. So what I injected him with last night killed him tonight. Mm. He's like stealing yeah. diamonds and stuff. It's yeah. all over-explained. He's kind of depicted as tall. He almost looks elderly. Uh huh. In one frame, he's sitting at a table, making a tent with his fingers. 
and he's all he looks very Professor Moriarty. Hmm. Yeah. So you can really see that popping through. Absolutely. He's very scary. Yeah. And he's like definitely like depicted to be like a murderer, first and foremost. His right. first depiction. Definitely the Joker in like a lot of the comics that I've read, which is admittedly not a ton, have been scary. Like the killing joke Joker. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Twisted. Yes. Twisted. Now, one of the weird things is the original plan mm-hmm. was for the Joker to die in issue one. Oh. Uh, Bill Finger they didn't. himself felt like uh, if they did too many recurring uh, re- recurring villain mm-hmm. kind of stories, it would eventually make Batman look inept. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he can't defeat these guys that keep coming back. Yeah, exactly. He's like ineffective. Right. Yeah. So at one point, the Joker was going to die by being stabbed through the heart. Oh, okay. Well, that would have been very final. 1940. Yeah. Wow. Hardcore. Uh, obviously, so Batman doesn't really do. Batman doesn't do a lot of stabbing. You know, I wish I knew, but I unfortunately I don't know if Batman was the one who stabbed him. Yeah, yeah. I do know that Batman didn't have a thing against think, killing for a while. Right, but I would think that if they want to potentially kill off characters like yeah. this because it makes Batman look ineffective, they'd probably have Batman kill them. Right. Yeah, I, I guess but that's you, true. Who knows? Take this, Joker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. stabbing the heart. <laughs> it's a bit much. The bat knife. Yeah. Um. Then, all right, so the comics world is broken into different eras. Mm-hmm. Here's a glancing blow of what the Joker was like in these different eras. Okay. So right off the bat, presented as scary killer guy. Yes. Here's the thing. A lot of people started to blame comics for real life juvenile delinquency. Mm-hmm. People would burn comics. A lot of people rebelled. And so it ended up uh, that the Comics Code Authority would eventually be established. Uh, this had a very stringent set of rules about the way that violence could be depicted, and it ended up, uh, you know, a lot of this backlash uh, made comics creators have to back off of violent imagery. Interesting. So in the golden age, uh, the Joker started by killing tons of people uh-huh. and very quickly was turned into a merry prankster. Yeah. I read uh, on Wikipedia at one point, uh, he kidnapped Robin, uh, and Batman pays the ransom with a check okay, so that the Joker can't cash it without being arrested. Oh, my God. Pretty sneaky, I mean, Bats. That's pretty great. I can see something like that happening in like the 1960s show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm into that. In the Silver Age was really when the Comics Code Authority, um, uh, uh, or in the Silver Age, yeah, the Comics Code Authority What's is the really Golden Age and on. the Silver Age? When are those years? Uh, the Golden Age, I guess, is the 40s-ish. Uh-huh. Uh, it, I don't know the exact eras. I can tell you there's the Golden Age, which must be the 40s to about the 50s. There's yeah. the Silver Age, which is the rest of the 50s until about the 70s. Yeah, because I never really thought, you know, you hear people talk about the Golden Age, but I guess I just kind of end up lumping it and thinking of it as just like a wonderful time, the beginning of things or whatever. When you said the Silver Age, it makes it sound like those are like quantifiable chunks of time. It's funny, too, because yeah. it means we're getting worse. You know, uh-huh. like the, the Golden Age was the 40s, the good yeah. old days, you know, World War II. Right. Totally. That was the golden time. It's so weird. And so then was like the 60s and 70s like the Bronze Age? The 70s is the Bronze Age. So it's getting worse. I've never. I don't know. I've never heard. And then at some, uh, for me, weird point in the 80s, I guess, it turns into the modern age. Okay, so we're we're away from. We're still in. Materials then. Yeah, because what comes after We're not like the cardboard? Cardboard. (laughs) Wet cardboard age. age. Yeah, the soggy (laughs) cardboard. Yeah. That Guitar Center packs their expensive equipment in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Picked up a floppy box on my front doorstep. That's crazy. It it mushed against my fingers. 
that's that's really wet. It was crazy. That's not good. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, so in the uh, Silver Age, uh, we start getting a lot of uh, really silly stuff. This mm. is where we start to, you know, initially the Joker was depicted as taking over broadcast, pirate broadcast, yeah. to kill people. Yeah. In the Silver Age, this is where he gets some other admittedly iconic, mm-hmm. but when you think about where he started, kind of ridiculous stuff. This is where he'll get things like joy buzzers okay. shaking your hand and sending a jolt through you. Yeah, the posy, poisonous posy. Yep, absolutely. Take it with my posy. Trick guns that just say bang when you pull the trigger, uh, and he commits a bunch of goofy crimes like he steals all the commissioner's pies. I don't yeah. Know, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Is that actually a thing? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to come up with like a list of crimes that he yeah fake Joker crime, crimes yeah, yeah absolutely. He untied you know everybody's shoelaces yeah. in town. He created a shoelace untying device. <laughs> He'd be like the um, Untitled Goose Game version of the Joker. A thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Untitled Joker game. So in the Bronze Age in the seventies, rejuvenation. He is turned mm. back into a scary murderer man. Uh, by writer Dennis O'Neill and artist Neil Adams. Uh, O'Neill says that it was his idea to, quote, simply take it back where it started. I went to the DC library and read some of the early stories. I tried to get a sense of what Kane and Finger were after. This is where a lot of really sort of iconic Joker stories Mm -hmm. start again. He almost disappeared from comics for a few years before he was brought back and made to be scary again. Yeah. Uh, Neil Adams starts to make him even taller and leaner, so we start to get lanky Joker. Uh, He's given his own comic book series at one point. He fought other villains, though, because they couldn't show the Joker, you know, killing innocent people or whatever. So it was almost like his ascension in the underworld and was kind of thing or competitive edge. Unfortunately, the comics code required villains to be punished at the end of the story. So every issue ended with the Joker being caught, which made it impossible to tell any sort of long lasting story. What's with this? This comics code doesn't exist now, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when it was disbanded or whatever. Yeah. Certainly by the 80s, because we'll get there. But Yamahama. Weird. And so do they, do you know, did they just act at the pickup of each new comic like he never was captured, just kind of abandoned that story? Or was he busting out all the time? Yeah, is it always the beginning of Ocean's Eleven where he's being released from jail? Weird. I don't know. That I don't know. But this is the era where he gets his fedora and his trench coat. (laughs) Finally. There's also a great quote from a writer named Steve Englehart who says that, uh, Uh, To him, Joker was a very crazy, scary character. I really wanted to get back to the idea of Batman fighting insane murderers at 3 a.m. under the full moon as the clouds scuttled by. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. That is the image. Yeah, so I guess they were kind of sick of the idea of like writing Joker a check so he gets to go cash it and get caught or whatever. They want it to be like formidable opponents, yeah. like actually duking it out and actual threats. This is what's happening while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. While you sleep somewhere out there, Batman is making sure that all the crazy murderers are put away. Yeah, it's keeping the, the streets safe. I, I really, I love that. That is awesome. There, There's a, a, the sort of older interpretations of Batman are, to me even are so much more interesting than what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. Now, like, I feel like, um, I feel like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, while amazing, mm-hmm. have demystified Batman yeah. and brought him down to 
a such a realistic level it's that he's not as fun yeah it's cool but those movies are definitely not as fun yeah. i still really like it i think it's its own cool separate thing but it's also really awesome to just see batman in his bat cave like somewhat unknowable you know he's bruce wayne yeah but like not really digging into it and knowing where and how he got everything staring at his monitors in the bat mm -hmm. in the bat cave like thinking hard yeah about what people are doing yeah and then knowing or, how to foil some plans or in batman 2 like the tim burton batman sitting at the window waiting for a bat signal to go off because he's like hooked on it now and as soon as it does he pops yeah. up yeah oh that is that really is great yeah, yeah it's awesome oh my god you're so right about that yeah michael keaton in a turtleneck mm -hmm. waiting <laughs> for the bat symbol to be projected into his library yes not sure how nobody knows that well tuft at the back he's batman yeah but well thank god he wasn't having a party <laughs> yeah one of those big wayne soirees but it is great when he stands up yeah, and just like oh, I can finally yeah, get. Finally, to I get to do this. Ready to roll? Like that's my thing. Absolutely, and honestly, that's that's kind of an '80s thing. So let's mm -hmm. get to it. The '80s uh, starts the modern age, uh, and here's where we get some really, really, really iconic representations of the Joker. Mm -hmm. um, this is um, a lot of the stuff that um, turns the Joker into the character that we think of him as today. The Dark Knight Returns in 1986 by Frank Miller. Mm -hmm. This is about older Batman who is coming out of retirement and the Joker has been comatose all these years and he essentially snaps out of it when Batman comes back. Really? You and I read this for Book Club Schmuck Club. He's comatose and then he wakes up when Batman comes back? Is it because he can like psychically sense that Batman's back? I think he sees something on TV about it. Uh-huh. Um, it's. Uh, I also don't remember this at all, P.S. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, on our old show, Book Club Schmuck Club, far less family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, far I'm less good. Uh, <laughs> frankly well yeah yes but um we did a review of uh this book if you want to check that out that's on your head mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah the dark knight returns has joker wearing a big white suit and he's got like big broad shoulders he's yeah. so much more sort of he's like a, a very androgynous david bowie mm -hmm. i can picture type, that with the yeah. red lipstick yeah he eventually goes on a talk show and kills everybody in the audience oh okay i remember that yeah and he, he positions yeah. himself kind of as batman's opposite right there's uh a death in the family 1988 uh this is uh, a story that was sort of the first time that um there's a something that happens in the comics that has a permanent effect mm -hmm. through everything else there had been um, a robin you know there have been like 45 robins yeah named jason todd mm -hmm. and readers did not like him he had a bad attitude. People <laughs> thought he did not deserve the Robin. The mantle. The mantle of Robin. No, yeah. no, no. Get him out of there. Yeah. He was so unliked that DC Comics put a, a phone number mm -hmm. in one of the issues. Jason Todd had been kidnapped by the Joker. Yeah. Call this phone number if you want him to die. Call this phone number if you think he should live. That's awesome. And in the next issue... The Joker beat Jason Todd to death with a crowbar. Oh, my God. They couldn't even just make it like a clean. Yikes. Well, I guess they're like, we're going to give the people what they want. What they want is gore and blood and a gruesome end. Amazingly, to Jason Todd. Yeah. amazingly, it's so the kind of thing of like, careful what you wish for. Because mm -hmm. in a way, it was so, it was so, <laughs> yeah. It was so brutal. Right. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be wishing for that. Even if I were, like, back then, I was like, ugh, I hate Jason Todd. If I right. called in and voted no and that happened the next issue, I'd still be like, Ugh. I know. I don't yeah. Know if I was looking for that. He ended up, he ended up becoming sort of like uh, an iconic figure yeah, in the Batman's 
story? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He would eventually be, as all comics end up doing, he would eventually be brought back to life right. as a character um, called the Red Hood? Uh-huh. Question mark? Huh. The Joker, one of the Joker's backstories that he was a crime boss called the Red Hood. And yeah. so Jason Todd takes over that mantle and he's kind of a... An anti-hero. Huh. Um, In Riverdale, there was a character called the Black Hood. I guess that that was a play on this. Not impossible, but that also... Never thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. And they, his adversary was the Red Circle, which is Archie and his gang fighting against him. So I Are they called the Red Circle because Archie has red hair? I don't remember. So I guess maybe it was a little bit of pulling from both, but separating it. Do they do that a bunch of... That comes back tonight in real time, by the way. Do they do a bunch of uh, outlandish things for which there are no consequences? Yes. Well, no, I think Archie goes to jail. I don't know. I don't remember if. Oh, is that when Archie goes to jail I'm on not, the show Riverdale? Did not, we all know that? I'm not. Oh, Archie goes to jail. All right. It's a terrible storyline. I don't think it's in connection with the. In the, the Riverdale show. Yeah. Archie gets forced to be in a prize fighting ring. Yes. At one point. Yes. On Riverdale. I fast forward Archie. all those parts on Riverdale. D- Jughead. Does he like hamburgers on that show? Or what? Yeah, he does. He does? Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah, they, he doesn't eat them like, all that often because he's busy running the Serpents gang. But he does, he'll tuck into a burger. He'll tuck in. He'll tuck in. <laughs> he'll tuck in. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. A death in the family uh, is what I just told you about. Mm-hmm. So let's move okay. on. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the Killing Joke, 1988, written by Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you and I also covered this yes. on Book Club Schmuck Club. Uh, this starts with Batman and the Joker sitting in uh, Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. There are Joker's playing solitaire. Yeah. And Batman comes to have a heart to heart. How is this going to end? This is going to end with one of us dying, mm-hmm. isn't it? But it doesn't have to, right? Only to find out that's not the Joker. It's an impostor. Yeah. An impostor. <laughs> oh, my God. Name the reference. Not you. <laughs> Me? Not okay. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so the the Joker is kidnapped. Oh, he shoots Barbara Gordon. It's messed up. I actually looked it up kind of recently, independent of this stuff. Ryan and I watched, um, he read the com- the Batman comic Hush, um, right. which I don't think the Joker is involved in. And then we watched the cartoon Hush. And because of that, I looked up this storyline. He shoots Barbara Gordon and paralyzes her um, and possibly assaults her. Strips he, her nude and takes yeah. photos of her. Yes, which he then like projects on a screen and puts Commissioner Gordon in like a roller coaster car kind of thing or something. Yeah. And has him going along on a track while he's watching these nude pictures of his daughter who's wounded go by. Yes. Yeah. So while he sings a song about going insane. Yeah. And how there's always madness. If things go wrong, there's always an escape hatch. Mm-hmm. Insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really considered to be uh, one of the like most famous yeah. uh, Joker stories of all time. One of the most famous comic books ever made. I mean, it's pretty shocking. I can it's see why shocking. it's that way. It's shocking for today. I would imagine mm-hmm. it's very shocking for 1988. Like, that's a really, really messed up upsetting storyline a thousand percent it's a big i mean i don't know if it's a departure because i don't know you know that much about batman comics but it's definitely not you know jokey goofy joker with like a giant mallet or a poisonous flower or whatever it's like traumatic and awful yes absolutely uh it's really brutal and i think it's a sign of the the times that uh, uh i think that it was always controversial but to a certain extent the legacy of that comic was that it was an incredible joker story Mm -hmm. and then when you think about uh uh what it puts a female character like 
Barbara Gordon through yeah. and the way that a female character is used in that story as kind of a tool mm-hmm. to hurt somebody else. Yeah. It's taken on an entirely new context in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, you also there's no downplaying the sort of like cultural impact and significance that comic has had. Oh, it definitely has. Um, I mean, th- I think part partially because it's so horrendous and awful running concurrently to uh, uh th- that sort of storyline of what the joker is doing in the modern era mm-hmm. is a flashback story of who the joker used to be mm-hmm. and he's presented as a failing uh stand-up comic with a pregnant wife at home and then the red hood gang um sort of convinces him to go with them for a job to a chemical plant for whatever reason i forget yeah um, and he is wearing the red hood made to look like the leader and he events is, eventually ends up splashing down into a chemical bath, mm-hmm. comes out crazed and insane. Joker also says in that comic that if he has a past, he doesn't remember it. Sometimes he remembers it one way, sometimes another. If he has to have a past, he prefers it to be multiple choice. Right. So that is where that original sort of idea. That's very cool. It's a very cool idea. Yeah. If I remember That's a cool way to, to put it. Yes. Yeah. I had always thought of that comic as showing multiple choices of who joker used to be i don't think it is that way i think they show one story right of who we used to be and then claim that -hmm. there are multiple options yeah and i find that to be kind of odd yeah but uh regardless the multiple choice idea obviously has really held on and endured yes to this day yeah um uh uh harley quinn is added as uh, Joker's accomplice in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, created during Batman the Animated Series. I was about to ask whether she was part of the comic books or whether she was from the cartoons. Yeah, from yeah. the cartoon huh. and then eventually added to everything else. Yeah. And obviously now. I mean, she's is, great. She's She is great. She's an absolutely incredible character. Yeah. And the way that uh, she has been used is to explain... Um, sort of getting out of the Joker's shadow and an odd sort of codependence mm-hmm. and eventually needing to step out of his shadow and become her own person. Mm-hmm. She's as much a victim of the Joker as anybody else. Yeah, totally. Shown as having a relationship. Right. Uh, it's, it's very... She's completely in his thrall. Yeah. And it seems like he could take or leave her. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, there's even a story called Mad Love mm-hmm. uh, that was written by Paul Dini, who is one of the original writers of Batman, the, the animated series. Ah, the amazing Paul Dini. Yeah. My favorite magician. Paul Dean. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a really great story. And it sort of is about uh, Harley Quinn uh, becoming disenchanted with the Joker. Mm-hmm. He is so obsessed with trying to get Batman that he doesn't even see her anymore. Yeah. And he like smacks her around and eventually throws her out a window hmm. and stuff. And so she's finally starting to sort of wake up. Mm-hmm. Emancipate uh, herself. The deal. Yeah. The, fantabulous... the, emancipa- is it the emancipation of the fantabulous one Harley Harley and Quinzel. No, it is <laughs> Birds of Prey. No, yeah, the no, fantabulous emancipation of one. Yes, Quinn. yes. I was being stupid like and very funny. Out, I'm one of the producers of Earthbreak. A few suggestions for survival with additional hints and tips about how to make yourself more comfortable during the alien apocalypse. Mm-hmm. For the record, yeah, but that doesn't contain the words fantabulous or an extraneous one. It doesn't have fantabulous. Yeah, it. you're absolutely right about. However, that. I'm looking forward to seeing that movie. You gonna see it? Yeah, I'll see that. You didn't see Suicide Squad? No, but I don't know. This looks more interesting than Suicide Squad. You know she wants to reboot Tank Girl, right? Um, I didn't know that. I don't like Tank Girl, so I don't have any attachment to that. That's, you have any that idea seems what right. you might be doing? <laughs> what do you mean? Tank Girl should not. 
I remember Tank Girl being on, and I'd be like, oh, Tank Girl's on. I felt like it was on like all the time. I feel like it seems like something that I should like. Okay. A, a lot of my contemporaries really like Tank Girl, but I was like, ugh. Yes, the only <laughs> thing I know about Tank Girl is, ugh, Tank yeah. Girl is on again. Right. It to was, be fair. It was always on. And what what is the actress's name? Lori Petty. Lori Petty. Her, yeah. She, something about her always scared me. She probably would <laughs> have been a good Harley Quinn. She's great in, uh, what's it called? Who are the Georgia Peaches? Rockford Peaches. Boom. I'm playing baseball. A league of their own. Damn it. I was yeah. hoping you would never find it, and I was already committing to not say the name. <laughs> but all right. She's great in a league of their own. Um, okay. Let's. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you just about some other stuff that I like. Although, okay. Yeah. Let's go to the modern era first. Okay. 2012. Mm-hmm. A book called Death of the Family. Written by Scott Snyder. Yeah. Now, this book... Is this um, what you text me about and you're like, I'm excited to talk about this? I'm just excited to talk about the Joker in general. Yeah. There was something in particular, though. I think it might have been this. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was this. Doesn't matter. So, um, this was a book that was responsible for me briefly getting into comics for a little while. Mm -hmm. Death of the Family, Scott Snyder. Okay. uh, Drawn by Greg Capullo. Mm -hmm. Really good looking books. Yeah. So... Death of the Family plays off of Death in the Family, mm-hmm. where the Joker beat Jason Todd to death with a crowbar. Okay. Because he beat his death with a crowbar this time. Crocobar. Crocobar. Nobody. Mm. The answer is nobody. The biggest, most awesome thing that happens in this book is that uh, Joker goes even more Benoonies, oh. and he cuts off his own face. Okay. I've heard of this. You've heard of this? Yes. Okay. Joker... Cuts his face off. Yeah. And then, I don't know why, staples it back on. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. You might have shown me some of this, or it's ringing a bell. It's very messed up. Yeah. And it was a, a really sort of odd, engaging way to take the Joker concept, which had been around at this point for 70 years. Right. And do something. Give it like, a new face. Give it a new face, yes. Mm-hmm. So Fresh coat can, of paint. Old coat of paint. Old coat of paint. That face is starting to rot. Yeah. Yeah. Over the course of issues, and and he appears in multiple different comic books. Yeah, D- the the reason comic books are so confusing to me mm-hmm. is that I think the the full death of the family storyline takes place across like Batman number five. Then you have to jump to Batwoman. They can be really three. confusing like, like that. Yeah, I just collected in a book and let me read it in sequence. I, right, I have no idea how to read this. Right, so. He cuts off his own face, he staples it back on, and it's held on with hooks, mm-hmm. leather straps. Mm-hmm. You can see his muscle yeah. through his eye sockets, through the mouth. It's really messed up looking. That's and pretty it, cool. It looks pretty rad. Yeah. There is, a, I think, a Batgirl book where he's trapped her in a cage or something, mm-hmm. and he's taunting her. And all his word bubbles are as yeah. if he's a, like a demon. They're all wobbly. Yeah. The lettering is all jagged and messed up. Where she looks inhuman. Yes. And at a certain point... And frankly, he, that shouldn't be allowed to be. So he like kind of is inhuman. He's kind of inhuman. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Because like, you'd bleed out. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I have something to say about that. Okay. Oh, it's terrible. What? Oh, it's so oh, it's terrible. terrible. It's what really is it? Terrible. What is it? The Joker is an ageless demon mm-hmm. who's shown up in old news clippings throughout Gotham City known as the Pale Man. He shows up at a lot of incidents where horrible things have happened. Wait, wait. So this happens in this book? It happens okay. in okay. the continuity of this okay. later story. All right. He has got, there is a pool of goo 
uh-huh. under Gotham City called Dionysium. Oh, okay. And it is also found in the Joker's blood, spinal fluid. Okay. Or is the Joker's spinal fluid the Joker serum? That might be the Joker serum. What? And so when he, how do we even know about his spinal fluid? Because Batman. Did some research he took and some? Fi- finds out that the Joker is an ageless demon with regenerative powers. Oh, wow. They really unraveled that, I feel like, because I like this idea of him cutting off his face, stapling it back on. You could, I was just being like a ball buster. Like oh, I you know. could, you could abandon the fact that he would bleed out. Like I don't really care. Yeah, I don't care. Um, it doesn't matter. No. Yeah. So it seems like they really went somewhere yeah. with that. It is. That's not necessary. Terrible. Hmm. That also casts a kind of less cool light on something that I found in my research for the show next week. Um, Because I'm going to go through iterations of Joker that have been in the movies and kind of backstory about those. There was something unexpectedly cool that Jared Leto said about the Joker that now is less cool to me because it's a little bit less original. He, when he was getting prepared, and I'm not going to say this isn't annoying. It's, of course, annoying, William. I want to make that clear to everybody. When he was preparing, he was listening to 1920s gospel music. Um, because, but so it was because he said he thinks that the Joker is much older than we think he is, which I thought was a cool idea. I like the idea of the Joker having such like a weird sprightly kind of spirit that you're like, oh man, he's actually like 75. That's weird. But well, you know, he's <laughs> saying timeless. No, I think he meant literally much chronologically older. Again, I don't to be chronically old, chronologically old enough that you're listening to 1920s music because it's what you know. Then that would mean that in Suicide Squad, he would have had to have been 90 years old. I don't think we need to take it quite that literally. But I like the idea of the Joker. That's if he was born in the 1920s. Maybe he's just like an older guy, but he likes even older music. It's like if you're listening to the Beatles or whatever, because you like the Beatles doesn't mean you were a teen when the Beatles came about. If you were trying to say that I listen to the Beatles because I'm older than you know. Yeah. I still, I like the idea. You know Jared Leto is trying to say that the Joker is timeless, ageless, and is hundreds of years old. I don't think so. And then got fronts. I don't, oh, those fronts. Finally bit onto a modern trend and got a grill. (laughs) Or he bit onto something that was too hard and crispy like a peanut brittle, ruined his teeth, and had to have those things put in. Which would suggest oldness, because who the hell eats peanut brittle? Bring me back to the idea, he's older than we think, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good joke. Thank you. <laughs> this is something hard, like peanut brittle. My teeth! Yeah, so this isn't a... Give me new front. It's not a cosme- <laughs> cosmetic choice. It was their dental appliances, and because he's an old man, you had them applied however long ago. Now I'm mixing up what I think it is. Anyway, he got damage tattooed on his forehead because it was about his teeth when yeah. he bit into that candy. It was just a stamp. Yeah. Somebody put stamp damaged on him. He's damaged goods. hard candy. Yeah. I came across a Werther's that didn't agree with my gums. <laughs> my chompers. <laughs> okay, look, let's pretend... That the 1920s gospel music isn't part of this. Never mind that. Never mind. You said I that was like, cool. Too late. It's on no, the no, record. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like the idea of thinking that the old, the Joker is older than we think he is. I like that. I Wait. I like it. I, I can't remember how he does it. When uh, Heath Ledger's like, 
oh, I like it, I like it, or something. No? I want you to do it, I want you to do it. Mm, yep. <laughs> That's what it is. I like it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Weird as hell. All right, anyway. All right, anyway, there's a moment uh, in, in Death of the Family. He's got his mm. face cut off. Uh, it was actually, uh, uh, according to Red Jack in the chat, it was the doll maker who cut his face off. He doesn't mm-hmm. do it to himself. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, in the Bat Girl book, I think, he takes his face and he turns it 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. So his eyes are looking through his mouth, the flap of skin that was his mouth. Ew. And he's talking through the eye holes. Like he does like weird stuff. Wow. And it's kind of cool, yeah. you know? Like it's it's freaky. He's surrounded by flies. Yeah. Because he's wearing rotting skin. Ugh. You know? Yeah, that's cool. It's freaky. Yeah. And he's uh, through a lot of this wearing sort of a workman's jumpsuit mm-hmm. with a, a tool belt. Yeah. That's kind of sagging off to one side. Uh-huh. Like you just got, give him a jaunty look. Yes. They just yeah. gave him a different look. Yeah. And created a new iconic style of Joker, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Much as I disagree with the, the story. Um, right. For what death in the family did by killing Jason Todd, mm-hmm. and it had ramifications through decades of storytelling to follow, death of the family, I remember at the time waiting eagerly every month to get the next book. Being like, what is this going to culminate in? What is this dude going to do? He yeah. might kill everybody. Uh, eventually, the Joker has everybody in the Bat family. This is like, you know, there are like 18 Robins, mm-hmm. a few Bat girls, Alfred. Like, there's so many people at this point. Yeah. He's got them all sitting around a table and they all have a present in front of them. All their heads are bandaged. They open the lids of the boxes. Their own faces. I was going to say, it's their faces. Are in each box. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the Joker cut off everybody's faces. Record scratch. No, he didn't. These are all paper mache. <laughs> okay. Faces. Why did he do that? To Frankly, why didn't he cut off their them? faces? To scare? I don't Because if the Joker's such a madman and he had the means. Thank God the, the Joker didn't harm us. Right. Why didn't he? He had the means, motive, and opportunity. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it culminates in Batman and the Joker on the like top a co- of a like waterfall. like a core niceness to him. He didn't really want to go there. I, well, he eventually says that, like, the whole point was to, at some some way, uh, get rid of all the trust within all of them for each other. So he kills the family by splitting them all apart. Okay. And it's like, well, that's so much less satisfying. Yeah. And like it's just a, it seems like a way to keep things open to be able to continue stuff, which and is understandable. They did. Yeah. Joker falls off of that waterfall and comes back as the pale man with a, okay. with a, his face intact. Mm-hmm. And he's got Dionysium in his spine and he's immortal. He's like Wolverine. So disappointing. Yeah. So disappointing. Anyway, hmm. uh, let's let's uh, uh, start to wrap this up a little bit. I'm going to tell you about um, a few of my favorite uh, Joker stories. Okay. And I'm going to tell you about some alternate weirdo Jokers. Mm-hmm. And because this will end up going to a part two without a doubt. Yes. I'm going to prepare some other weird Jokers for next time. Okay. I think. Uh, 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 here's some of the stuff that I, yeah, let's do weird first and then we'll end okay. with stuff that I like. Uh, let's do stuff I like and then end with weird stuff. That's, that's more satisfying. All right. Here are some of the Joker stories that I've always kind of enjoyed. There is something called Emperor Joker. Mm-hmm. The Joker gains the powers of Mr. Mixel Pitalik. 
Oh. Who is a little imp guy who can control reality. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. He uses this power to become Emperor Joker and remake the <laughs> world. Emperor Joker. It's great. He's got a scepter and a crown. Yeah. It's a comic book. Yeah. So he's like sitting on a throne. That's it's such a, dynamite. That's great. Yes. And he uses this power to, to remake the world in his own image, essentially. And so he can torture everybody. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Bizarro is the person that people love and Superman's the bad guy. Right. Stuff like that. Right. For Batman. Batman every single day is murdered and then has to crawl out of his own grave only to be murdered again. And then the day resets. Oh, man. And he crawls out of his grave. He's murdered and he has to dig out of his grave again. He's given like an eternal torment. Oh, really? Kind and of he cool. remembers it like Groundhog Day? Yeah. Batman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's rough. Torturous. That's Emperor rough. Joker is a sicko. Yeah, it really is. There's a story called No Man's Land. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, Gotham City is too dangerous, so they blow up all the bridges. Like, the, the United States government okay. destroys all the bridges to Gotham City. And so it gets, you know, turned into crime haven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I guess kind of like, they don't blow up the bridge, but I guess in, what's it called? The uh, Dark Knight Rises? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that they were biting off right, of this right, a little bit. right. Um, so Joker at some point kidnaps a bunch of babies. Okay. I feel like you can see an image with the, of the Joker with like a mountain of babies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then commissioner Gordon has a wife named Sarah, who's a cop mm -hmm. who finds the Joker and, uh, she walks into a room where there's tons of babies on the ground and Joker's yeah. holding a baby. Yeah. And, uh, not an image you want to see Joker no. holding a baby. And he tosses the baby to her for her to catch. Uh huh. Uh, so that she'll stop pointing her gun at him. Yeah. And when she catches the baby, he shoots her in the face. God. And then there was a frame that I saw when I, this was mid nineties. I was probably 12 or 13, something like that. Mm -hmm. There was a frame in this comic book. I wasn't a big comic book reader. Yeah. The woman he just shot in the face is face down in a pool of blood. Mm -hmm. Babies are crawling all around her. Oh God. The Joker is, like in his his face is 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 cut off mm -hmm. by part of the frame, so there's just half of his face, right? And he's frowning hmm. and holding his smoking gun, and it was such a weird image to see the Joker. Is be... it like a regret thing? Yes. like he's gone too far. Yes. Yeah. He walks out of that room, goes upstairs, and turns himself in. Oh, and it was so odd, weird. and like it was like one of the first times I think that I found a comic book. Like kind of upsetting, yeah, and really grim, yeah, really dark. Like huh. seeing the was that part of the comic book commission time, or whatever oh, no that way. was called. No yeah, way. so it was just a choice to, yeah. yeah. So he turns himself in, and Commissioner Gordon realizes what just happened. Mm -hmm. Joker just killed his wife. Yeah, so he shoots Joker in both of his knees. Oh my god. And Batman's there being like, Jim, don't do it. Yeah. Like, it's all so... Man, it's that's all heavy. It's all so bleak. Yeah. It's so messed up. And this is going to be something that, like, I feel like uh, uh, I'm going to be ridiculed for saying. Mm -hmm. But, like, seeing the Joker with a big frown on his face. Yeah. Well, I, I just walked out of Joker 2019. Yeah, that sounds like nothing so but frowning Joker. Oh, yeah. good golly. Yeah. Good golly. Uh, but at that time, mm -hmm. seeing the Joker having a moment of like, what have I done? Yeah. Was like really kind of weird. Right. And, and like it's stuck in my head. I used to draw well, it you're all not, the time. You're it's not so weird. used to that. No. You know what I mean? The Joker is always loving it. He's yeah. never showing introspection or anything. So that's very jarring. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's the Batman Arkham series of video games. Yep. Which I think are awesome. Wonderful. Yep. Uh, Mark Hamill. 
voices the Joker again, Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. voices Batman. These are sort of like the two iconic voices yeah. of these characters. Um, and he plays Batman. Joker traps you in Arkham Asylum and he taunts you over the loudspeaker. Yeah. He taunts you over the television. It rules. There's a lot of like really cool imagery of Joker statues mm-hmm. with televisions for heads. Yeah. It's all like really kind of weird and bizarre. Yeah. And then in uh, Batman Arkham City, which is the second game, uh, the Joker um, is sick. He had injected himself with something called the Titan Serum. Mm-hmm. Turned into a big monster. Uh-huh. But then that stuff wore off and he's become sick and he's dying. And he injects Batman with his sick blood yeah. to convince him, you got to find a cure because otherwise we're both going to die. Right. Uh, I said I was going to spoil everything, right? Yeah. All right. Joker dies at uh-huh. the end of that game. Uh, Batman tried to save him. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Didn't manage to. Joker dies at the end of that game. Then they did a prequel story, which is the first time the Joker and Batman meet. Yeah. It takes place on Christmas. Christmas Joker. A different guy, a guy named Troy Baker, voices the Joker in this, but he does a really good Mark Hamill-y yeah, kind, kind of, of job. And it's very fun. It's really the first time the Joker is seeing Batman, especially. Yeah. He's one of a bunch of hired assassins that are supposed to kill Batman before the night is over. But he's paying attention to Batman. And they, they fight at one point. Joker's falling off a building and laughing. Batman saves him. And Joker, you see in the game, goes through a kind of like, why would you save me? Yeah, right. Why Does Batman like catch him and the Joker's eyes are like searching Batman's eyes? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a rom-com moment. Uh, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, a lot of the way that Batman and the what's Joker presented is happening his... here. Uh, are you feeling that? <laughs> yeah. Did you feel what just happened between us? <laughs> um, but it's like, actually, I think quite frankly, a lot of people don't like that game. Yeah. It's called Batman Arkham Origins. It was made mm-hmm. by a different studio from the other ones. A lot of people say that it's it's kind of janky, it's not as fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. All the cutscene stuff, holy crap, look at it. Cool, I, mean, I don't think I've seen that one. Tim Burton proved to us with Batman Returns that Batman in the winter, and especially yes. Batman around Christmas, yes. is such an odd juxtaposition of images. I love Christmas Batman. It's very, very fun looking. You know, mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. It's even A kiss is even <laughs> deadlier if you mean it. See? Christmas Batman brought us that line. Oh, Christmas Batman. Yeah. This has to be a two-parter. There's so yes. much to say about the other stuff. Yes. There's so much. Uh, but yeah, look up those clips. Mm-hmm. Chrissy's getting into video games. You you might enjoy yeah, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, God. All right. I'm going to get more into Cesar Romero and Mark Hamill next time. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll get into like actors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and all right. So let's wrap up here with alternate versions of the Joker. I'm okay. going to call out a few and then for fun, I'll look up a few more for next week because there's a, okay. about a thousand of them. Yeah. Here are some cool alt versions of the Joker. Uh, they did a cartoon show that I did not watch. Mm-hmm. It followed up Batman the Animated Series, which is the iconic one. I think it was just yeah. called The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joker was portrayed as having long green dreadlocks and he didn't wear shoes. He just had like big bare feet huh. and he wore a straight jacket and the arms were not tied. So there was just like loose fabric hanging at the end of his sleeves. Yeah. And he was much more sort of like hyena like. Uh huh. He kind of almost like crawled around on all four in a weird, almost like, um, Almost the way that like uh, a gorilla would walk. Weird. Uh, but he was definitely inspired by the way hyenas look. Yeah. And he was much more like physically adept at combat. Well, there's a real thing with the Joker and hyenas. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the animated series, he has yes. pet hyenas. Yes. I mean, hyenas laugh. Mm-hmm, yeah, totally. A lot of the Joker. Oh, boy. It's, yeah. it's fun. Heath Ledger was paying attention to hyena, hyena lore. 
while he was preparing for oh, the Dark he? Knight. Yep. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some sort of a story that I didn't know about called Batman Nosferatu. Oh, okay. Joker appears as the Laughing Man, which was kind of exciting. Yeah. People are honoring that Right, that makes sense. Origin. Um, but then uh, what started as an exciting idea, turns out uh, he was a cyborg. Oh, okay, uh, great. Anyway. I have no time for a cyborg. Yeah. I've got almost no use for them. No, I got no use for a cyborg. Mm. Uh, there's a version of him in some universe called the Jokester. Okay. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I know literally nothing just else. I just thought it was funny. Small twist. Sounds sounds terrible. Yeah. The Jokester. The Jokester. And then there's this. I'll leave you on the this. The Jokler. They did a, a series of books called Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. The Flash does something that screws up the timeline. There's an alternate reality where Batman is super duper brutal. This is a pretty recent story. Okay. Batman has got a different suit. He's got glowing red eyes. I think he kills criminals in this story. His Joker, they do a storyline where they they show how these two characters interact. Flashpoint Batman, Flashpoint Joker. Batman's also driven by a trauma. Joker seems to be driven by some sort of a trauma. Mm -hmm. They have a shared trauma. Oh, here's what happened in this alternate reality. The night that Thomas... And Martha Wayne walked into an alleyway with their young son, Bruce, mm-hmm. and were confronted by a, a gunman. This robber, pow, fired his gun, as always. Yeah. How does this story differ? Why? It was young Bruce Wayne who died. Oh. And, driven by the grief, Martha Wayne turned into the Joker. Oh, my God. And Thomas Wayne turned into... Brutal Batman. Brutal Batman. And so they are a husband and wife, uh-huh. both completely driven insane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they show Martha Wayne hmm. with, with green hair and her mouth cut open. Yeah. And at uh, some point, I think she's like killing kids or something and Batman's trying to stop her. Uh, and then they end up, uh, Thomas Wayne, because it's comic books, right. has found out that there is a version of the universe where they died instead of Bruce. And there's a version of the world where their son grows up. Uh-huh. And so he's chasing the Joker, who used to be his wife. Yeah. And uh, trying to stop her first and foremost. And then they have an odd moment of clarity together where he starts to say there's a world where Bruce is alive. Mm-hmm. And she sort of like can see through her insanity for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, and like, like remembers. She's like, does he grow up to be a doctor like his father? And he goes, he grows up to be like his father. And she realizes that in this other world, her son is, is Batman. Batman. Yeah. And I think they die. I, I kind of think they kill each other or she huh. dies or something. Interesting. But it's so odd a, a story yes it, it plays on the idea that batman and the joker are connected right but it makes that connection something uh really unique that i have never seen before or or since i know that they brought thomas wayne back and did other stuff with that the version of that character Car- uh-huh. i don't know if they ever did any other stuff with martha wayne as the joker but i found that huh. really interesting i think it was like a book i think it was like one book i think that's probably all you would need of that that's an interesting jump off point like i could see that being kind of a creative writing prompt like what if you know that night in the alley it was actually bruce who was killed right. like what does that look like and getting to a point where you realize that these two people would make sense as the batman and joker is kind of awesome yes. and two versions yeah. two versions of coping two versions of grief right right two paths to take yeah in your life one person uh goes insane and tries to find answers and the other person goes insane and says 
there are no answers to anything. Right. So screw everything. Yeah. Screw it all. That's pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I think I've got that one, too. I definitely own it somewhere. I probably have it through an app. Yeah. Uh, but you might enjoy that. Yeah, that's pretty frankly. neat. Yeah. Uh, the Joker and Batman, two sides of the same coin. That's right. Just I, like we're going to have two episodes uh, about the J-Man. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I covered the J-Man in comics and uh, sort of like more of the um, stuff that uh, primarily dorks know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Kristen will get more into like the movies That's and stuff right. that probably more people have seen and more yep. people are aware of yep. uh, next time. Yes, exactly. Uh, I want to leave with um, two things. Okay. One, the idea of Joker and Batman as being intrinsically linked. Mm -hmm. Do you have any feelings about this? Do you like that? Do you feel like it's the, the whole like one cannot exist without the other thing? I think that Joker is more into that than Batman is. I think Joker's more attached to the idea of them being two linked things than Batman is. Batman definitely wants to pursue the Joker and everything, but I feel like it's a lopsided thing and it doesn't completely ring true to me that they're actually two sides of the same coin. I'd agree, but there are a lot of stories, and granted, I mean, this is up for personal interpretation. Mm -hmm. I'm just aware of a bunch of stories yeah. where Batman is criticized for like, why do you always like let him get away or something? How can you keep letting him get away with this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a cartoon movie about the Red Hood story with Jason Todd, where he's voiced by Supernatural guy, uh, Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles, mm -hmm. and uh, as Jason Todd, he goes like, "How could you let him get away with that? How could you get him let him get away with killing me? Mm -hmm. You know, why is he still alive? Yeah, and it really plays off of that sort of idea of Batman as like somehow enabling. All yeah, of this. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's my thought off the top of my head. I think uh, for me personally, I really I simultaneously both enjoy that and think that it's all a little overplayed. Mm -hmm. And that the more it just you doesn't do ring it, true to me for some reason. Yeah. yeah, I had at one point come up with um, a, a story that I wanted to write, and I never did about um, the Joker. It was gonna it was gonna be a uh, you know an indie comic mm -hmm. where we see you know a figure sitting on a gargoyle staring down at the city yeah and there would be like one of those like you know internal monologue boxes of the thought process going like this is my city i'm watching over it waiting for him to strike mm -hmm. and you realize oh we're not watching batman we're watching the joker yeah the joker uh hasn't seen batman in months mm -hmm. nobody has and so the joker has now sort of become a detective trying to figure out what the hell happened to batman where yeah. did he go yeah and so he's kind of mocking batman kind of yeah being batman right and then it's pretty awesome. Yes. And then eventually there's some something happens where it becomes clear that Batman has definitively retired. Mm -hmm. He is not coming back. And so Joker, like sitting on top of a gargoyle or yeah. you know, like clinging to the side of a building or whatever that yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of Batman y stuff. Once he realizes like, oh, he's not coming back, his shoulders just kind of slump. And he thinks to himself, and then the next panel would be Wayne Manor. Mm -hmm. And he rings the doorbell. Yeah. He's like, where is he? Yeah. <laughs> he always knew. Yeah. He yeah, always yeah. knew who Batman was and yeah. he just kind of enjoyed the game. And yeah. it turns out that like Batman is essentially trying to grow up. He's got a family now and he's like, I have to leave that behind. I've yeah, got a family. I've got to think about that. I can't play anymore. And he's and Joker would be kind of going like, But we got the whole thing going on. Yeah. What are you talking you you're telling me that you're more satisfied sitting in that house, like watching Sesame Street mm -hmm. than doing the kind of stuff that we do out there. I don't buy it. Yeah. And it would be almost like, um, in a weird way, it would be like Batman combined with Clerks yeah. to yeah. a certain extent. Like, it's a, a story about growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would end with uh, Batman basically being like, you can, you know, you don't have to do that either. Mm -hmm. You can come over and we can we can sit and we yeah, can talk. Yeah, we can do it together. If you yeah. want. 
And so it would be Joker having to decide, can he give it up right. to join Batman, essentially, because they're best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. And I, I was working on that until it became clear to me that the Joker stuff was being done, I think, like way, way, way too much. Yeah, there's a lot of Joker. There's a lot of Joker and a lot of <clears throat> Joker telling Batman that they're life partners. Yeah. Which is all well and good, but like it was just being so overdone that I just stopped working on it. Yeah. But I kind of I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, all right. And the final thing that I have to say is yeah. super small, but uh, I literally just uh, saw The Joker, mm -hmm. the new movie. And uh, my my gut feeling about it so far is that there are a lot of things that that movie does that honor the weird legacy of what I just described to you about The Joker mm -hmm. that I kind of want to tell you about. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe I'll be able to also next week, having sat and thought about the movie a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, be able to give you more of my like, now it's been a week, here's mm -hmm. what I feel about it. Yeah. Spoilers for Joker 2019. Yeah. Just a couple of minutes. Uh, so if this is the big thing that people might be afraid of because it's the newest thing, I completely mm -hmm. understand. We'll see you next week. Yep. Where we'll talk we'll more then. about the Joker. Yep, totally um, understand. Check that link in the show notes. Go grab your tickets for our live show at mm -hmm. Pino's in uh, New uh, Highland Park, New Jersey. Yep. October 27th. Um, and become another world warrior. Yes. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod for bonus content. We got bonus episodes the 15th of every month and then stuff that we're just dropping in here and there on top of that, like that scream commentary. Yes. Um, okay. So here we go. I'm about to spoil yep. Joker 2019. Mm -hmm. All right. Joker as having a past that is unknown mm -hmm. slash multiple choice. In this movie, we're shown Joaquin Phoenix lives with his mom, played by Francis Conroy, yep. and he has to get, has to give her baths. Yes, and yet can dance with her. He can dance around. Although with Ryan him. told me that he kind of has to hold her up a little bit. Yes, that, that scene one, that is, was one of my first questions. Yes, she's yes. a little too frail. Yes. for what he's doing. Right. Now. So uh, in the movie, uh, his mom, her name is Penny Fleck, mm -hmm. is obsessed with Thomas Wayne. Mm -hmm. She keeps writing letters to him and keeps asking. Joaquin Phoenix, did we get any mail in? I'm waiting for him to write me back. Mm -hmm. He's kind of loosely curious, like, why is she so obsessed with Thomas Wayne? She keeps saying that he's a wonderful man. She used to work for him. Uh, he said we'd always be family. Mm -hmm. Eventually, one day, she writes a letter. He opens it himself to read the kind of stuff that she's sending to him, and it's revealed. Penny says, we need your help. Your son and I mm -hmm. need your help. Yep. So it is suggested that Thomas Wayne... Is Joker's daddy. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was mildly interesting. The mm -hmm. idea that Joker and Batman could be yes. like half brothers. Yep. Something like that. He goes to Wayne Manor and he sees young Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. Sticks his fingers in his mouth. What? Sticks his fingers in his mouth. Well, that I didn't get from my uh, Wikipedia summary that I spoiled this for myself with. Oh, that's he who he gives a smile to. in his mouth to that's, give him a smile. That's in one of the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So weird. I know. Very weird. Kind of scary, too. He like... Uh, he. Well, yeah, that's like invasive. Even from those two seconds or the concept, that's yep. scary. Yeah. Young Bruce Wayne is playing on like a jungle gym, mm -hmm. and he sees Arthur Fleck, mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, and Arthur Fleck sees him and then ducks down behind a wall. Yeah. Which is kind of creepy. Yeah. When he stands up, he's got a red nose on. And then he's kind of jauntily walking and he does a bunch of magic tricks using a, a magician's uh -huh. wand thing. Uh -huh. like produces flowers out of it, stuff like that. Uh, and it's kind of interesting. Alfred confronts him mm -hmm. and is real aggro. Yeah. And says his mom is crazy. He is not Thomas Wayne's son. And Joaquin Phoenix starts to attack him and stops himself from doing it when he kind of sees that Bruce is there able to like see watching. it Like watching, yeah. Which is weird. Hmm. Uh, later... 
He confronts Thomas Wayne, who also says he's crazy, punches him in the face. Thomas Wayne punches Joaquin Phoenix in the face Mm -hmm. uh, and says, no, 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 I I am not your dad. You are not even Francis Conroy's son. Uh You were adopted. And he will later see an adoption certificate saying that Francis Conroy is his adoptive mother. Yeah. So where does he come from? Right, exactly. There are multiple stories. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Nobody knows where this guy comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, I mentioned that in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, which is a very iconic book, the Joker goes on a talk show and kills a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. At the end of this movie, the Joker goes on a talk show and kills a bunch of people. Right. Well, he kills one person. Yeah. But, but still, it's in front of a bunch of people on a talk show Absolutely. Set. Yeah. And it's just like, it's all oddly sort of familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, while doing new stuff that, quite frankly, I find kind of entertaining. Yeah. Although I don't know that I was really having fun in this particular movie. Yeah. They give uh, the Joker a condition where he laughs uncontrollably in stressful situations. Right. The way that that is presented is almost like um, sometimes in a movie a character will be uh, somebody will be like, are you crying? Mm-hmm. And it turns out the person was really laughing. Because mm-hmm. laughing and crying kind of yeah. sounds similar. The way that he laughs in the movie is so uncontrollable. You hear it like get caught in his throat. Yeah. You hear him have to clear his throat and like almost like choke on it. Yeah. And gag on his oh, own man. laughter. It's really bizarre. And yeah. there are a bunch of shots where they just sit the camera in front of Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. and let him choke out some laughter in a way that seems uncontrollable. And it's kind of interesting. Right. And honestly, it's a... a if you took that element and applied it to a more heightened reality fun Joker, mm-hmm. it'd be so much more scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if the Joker thought that he was making people laugh right. when he made them cry. Like, what if he was so disconnected Ugh. that he was hurting people and interpreting oh my God. their guttural sounds as laughter? They were enjoying what he was oh doing. Oh, my God. How scary is that? That's a very scary idea. But if you take that and you apply that to, like you know, a comic book or something like that. It's yeah. heightened and it's messed up. Right. But it's not as sad. No. As the movie. And the movie's Although, just Although it might be sad because if that were the case and the Joker thought he was making people laugh, that would mean that the Joker's motivation at his core was good, but well, that he yes. was accidentally doing a bad thing. Right. So that is sad. Yeah, I guess that means two things to me. One, there's yeah. that, that the Joker literally is disconnected from reality and he thinks yeah. he's entertaining people when he murders them. Right. Or more what I actually think would be kind of fun mm-hmm. is he damn well knows the difference, yeah. but this is his excuse. Yeah, yeah, And this yeah. is his way to provoke. That would be, yes. This is his way to disturb people intentionally. Right. Look at what I'm doing. No, I leave them happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know they're good. They yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, that's you good. It, you can, it, it travels up to the rafters. Yeah, yeah, I love it so much. Um, That's good. Yeah, I don't know. That's good. He ends up uh, in, in a, uh, back in Arkham Asylum and mm-hmm. wants to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just like a bunch of like jokery kinds of stuff. Right. But then they did kind of what I think they did with um, Batman in the Christopher Nolan movies where it's like these characters had been really heightened and enjoyable and you didn't think about them all that much. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I didn't really need to know that Batman had to order a, a thousand of his cowl. To I mean, be able it's to kind of fun and cool, though. It is, yeah. but it also demystifies in a way that it's hard for me to forget that side of it and yeah. get back to just like, yeah, Batman's the world's greatest detective. Would you I call him the world's greatest in... detective in those movies? No, but I think that that doesn't live in those movies. I think that I could see a different kind of Batman and think of that as the world's greatest detective, and that's a different kind of Batman than those Christopher Nolan movies. I guess that's true. 
Yeah, they're, they just live in separate things for me. I guess that's true. But the ways that I experience these kinds of things, I just mm-hmm. think the Joker does a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Let's give him a, a, a quantifiable mental illness. Well, yeah, let's it's give him also, a bunch. Let's see his trauma. It's the movie is about different, trauma. Right. It's also different because seeing Batman order all his cowls is a very different thing than seeing the Joker's horrible trauma and, you know, either mental and or physical right. problems. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like one is like, Huh, okay, I guess you can't see that. And one is like, oh, God. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true, it's true. Either way, it changes the way that I think of those characters and makes it less about uh, escapism and fun mm-hmm. and more about let's justify. Yeah, um, for, not that I've seen it, but for Joker, for sure. I think that the Batman movies can still be escapism and fun, even with the realism, but it sounds like the Joker really brings it down. Really brings it down. Um, uh, really uh, kind of an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I went in with the intent of sitting in the back row and taking notes. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, I just kind of couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Yeah. Well, um, he's a great actor. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix is really uh, impressive in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, your interpretation of like, don't go in because you're not going to have fun. Yeah. Is so right. Yeah. It just looks miserable. It's just sad. And yeah. it, it keeps a steady... There's a rise when he becomes the Joker mm-hmm. that was fun for a few seconds. Yeah. Until he starts talking to Robert De Niro, whose name is Murray something. Yeah. Murray something or other. And he keeps calling him. Murray Hill. Okay. He keeps Could calling him Murray. Oh, okay. Which is really annoying to me because it doesn't dig. mean anything. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. well, Murray. Yeah. And I was like, this stinks now. <laughs> like, what is he it's not like Ray is something to put emphasis on to... to is it a disrespectful burn because he's not pronouncing his name right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot yeah. of what this is for. And mm-hmm. ultimately, the movie just doesn't seem to really be making a point unless mm-hmm. you... Honestly, there's a way of interpreting the movie as like, yeah, this is the end result of people not being nice to each other mm-hmm. and they get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. You're both... You're both... You're not invited to think of him as a hero. Yeah. But you're also not meant to think of him as a monster. Right. And so it leaves you in this icky middle ground, mm-hmm. which I assume is the intent. Yeah. But also that's just doesn't definitely feel like what a particular statement to me. Nor, yeah. And so it doesn't feel like something that I can really sink my teeth into, mm-hmm. which ultimately is probably going to be the reason why this movie sticks in my head a mm-hmm. little bit longer. And yeah. if that's been one of my criteria, should I keep thinking about a movie or not? It's fulfilling that that box. I won't forget about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, no spoilers anymore. All right. Um, all right, everybody. All right, guys. So we'll be back next week with the more cinematic side of Joker. <laughs> and until then, you can find us everywhere at GTTUPod. You can find me online at Chillin' Kristen. You can I find Will. at The Myth Traveler. That's right. Um, and thank you all so much for hanging yeah, out with us. You. We really hope that you had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much to get into this with, yeah. with, with this character. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to talk next week, maybe in the intervening week. You know, I went to go see Joker for this show, Mm -hmm. a movie I had zero intention of seeing. Yeah. Maybe I will watch Suicide Squad for Ugh, the next one. Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't even know what's worth it because seriously, you can find all of the clips on YouTube. He's in it for like 20 minutes. Then how about this? A compromise. Yeah. Maybe I won't watch Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will look up all the Joker update segments that the Mega 64 podcast did. Fantastic. In the lead up to the release of Suicide Squad. Fantastic. Because they covered all the insane news about 
how Jared yeah. Leto was sending people bullets and pigs in the yeah. mail and stuff, and they made fun of the spectacle of it all, and it was great. Right. Everybody go look up the Mega 64 podcast. I'll look have to up, watch that too. That sounds look great. Look up the Joker updates. They're yeah. so good. It's so crazy. Um, all right, everybody. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you next week for more Guide to the Unknown. But until that time comes, I hope we put a smile on your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Say something jokery. Uh, God, I'm choking. I'm choking. Um, well, I hope we improve the paintings. <laughs> the Joker doesn't say that. The lady says it. No. Um, hubba, right. hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? What, you shouldn't or have said that will. last. You shouldn't have said the last yeah. part. <laughs> I was going to go guide to the unknown. Oh, well. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? <laughs> you got lost by the end of that. That's great. That's what he says. It, it is what he says. Um, Let's just. Um, what What does he say? Nothing. I have to go lie in a circle of knives now, like the Jared Leto Joker. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to. <laughs> Don your purple suit. Yeah, I'm going to go put on a purple suit and dance around. I'm going to go dance on the stairs yeah. like Jared Leto. Yeah. A lot of dancing. A lot of dancing in that movie. All right, everybody. We'll see you next in week. Suicide Squad? Oh, no. I'm sorry. Walking oh, Phoenix in... does a lot of dancing. Okay, okay. I feel like this has been a great show and it fell apart in the last two minutes. All right. Uh, uh, we must travel. Back to Netherworld Go We. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.